The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Big credit to Petten in that defense really playing full four quarters of football the first time we've seen it this season. They played good halves. They he, typically start slow in the first he half. He got on him. Played he, good in second. I guess he did a film cut up late in the week and said, fellas, here's what's going on early in games. Miscommunication, bad yeah. tackling. Here's our second half video. Only three points allowed against the Redskins, okay? Shutting down the Bears yep. to allow them to come back. Uh, let's do this right from the get-go and see what happens. And they did. As many sacks as they had, seven, count them up, seven. Uh, I thought the really important play was the very first series. Third and one on the opening drive, and they stuffed Chris Ivory for no gain. On third and one, and those guys you could just see. There was a confidence about them that they carried through the rest of the game. Momentum is real. You set the tone early, and that's what happened, as you mentioned, that third and one, and then you build from there, right? And then you just continue to make plays, and the next guy makes a play, and the next guy makes a play. They only, feed off of each and other. And only one touchdown lead, six points yep. after the missed PAT, uh, and all of a sudden Josh Allen started pressing. It was like Mitch Trubisky as the Packers were coming back. Right. Well, not yesterday withstanding, but anyway, Allen was way off target. Uh, and then really looking confused at the Packers' pressure fronts that were now disguising very well, sending Martinez up the middle gap, sending Jermaine Whitehead off the edge. He had no idea where they were coming from. By the time he was looking to see where they were coming from, it was way too late. Very good scheme dialed up by Mike Pettin. Very well executed. Great effort. 145 it's, yards allowed. Are you kidding me? That's really tough to do. It's really easy and pretty common for fans to overreact to things. You have... Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has a brilliant two games. Three, yeah. And suddenly he's dressing up like Conor McGregor, and it's Fitz magic, and it's all these things, and now he's no longer the starter for the Tampa it Bay Buccaneers. Fast. Jameis Winston has been announced yeah. as the all right, good luck with starter that, after the bye. All right. Same thing with Allen. Looks great against the Vikings. He gets T-shirts made because he jumps over a guy, yeah. and everybody thinks he's going to shock the world at Lambeau. He's a rookie. That stuff happens. He's back down to earth. And the Packer offense, all right, they got two touchdowns, one in the first quarter, one in the second. It looked like things were going to start rolling, but it was just a lot of production but not a lot of excitement, and that got the quarterback a little on edge after the ballgame, as you'll hear in a minute. We'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. You always want touchdowns instead of field goals. That's always the goal. But as long as you're scoring points consistently – you're giving yourself a great chance. I to understand win. that, but yeah, there were two turnovers. There was another fourth down miss. Yep. Uh, there were still a couple of flags, and there were things going on that just just kept it from not functioning smoothly the way we have seen it in the past. But it's a win, and they needed it badly after the Washington game. Big time rival with Detroit. They're a mess under your former defensive coordinator over there, Matt Patricia. Yeah. Uh, so this is a big week coming up for the Packers. Lots to get to with Timothy coming on in a couple of minutes, but let's go to the locker rooms and hear from the boys on win number two. Mike McCartney witnessed the first shutout for the Pack in eight years. Very proud of our, our defense, and they were consistent all four quarters. Uh, as a team, we really needed to start fast today. Uh, we accomplished that. Good blue-collar win for us. Very good blue-collar workman-like effort. Last shutout. Against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh. In 2010 on Halloween, I was out at MetLife to watch a 9 nothing thriller. Both shutouts against AFC East teams. That's nice. Interesting. That's nice. In 2010, hmm, what else happened there? Yeah, ooh, yeah. Uh, All ooh, right, pump the uh, brakes. All right, yeah, I Too, will. too soon right. for that. I know, I know. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, on a painful afternoon. 
look, this is a team game, right? So it wasn't just offense, it was defense, special teams, all of us in it together. And, and, uh, and so we've got to learn from this, continue to develop and build. And, and I'm sure Josh, as you mentioned earlier, Josh will learn from that situation. I think he will. It is a team game, but a lot of it was the offense yesterday. Five for 19 yeah. in the first half. His passer rating 17.9. Oh, my goodness. It was not pretty at all. And then count him up. Seven sacks. Kyler Fackerel with a hat trick. It helps at the end there when you know they're going to pass and you can kind of just tee off. But um, obviously, I'm really happy about the sacks. Very understated kid. On his way to his first Pro Bowl appearance. Possibly. but uh, Good for Kyler. Really good for Kyler. Uh, Well done. (laughs) Blake Martinez, he got one, and he said, we never let this kid loose like the Vikings did and paid dearly for it last Sunday. No, yeah. I mean, he was extremely athletic, um, fast quarterback. He's able to do a lot of things. Obviously, we saw the Anthony Barr where he jumped over him, um, those types of plays. And I think for all of us, we just knew – as long as we trust each other and make sure we do our jobs, um, especially keeping contain and then keeping a guy to not allow him to kind of open it up in the middle, um, we can get him on the ground. They got him on the ground. Speaking of being a little salty, Blake Martinez, keep that helmet on. Yeah, well, that was kind of a didn't hear the whistle, a lot of pushing and shoving. Got hit in the face. And then he got hit in the face, and then the hat came off, and he, yeah, he knew it was not a good thing. It was Alexander that threw Allen to the ground, right? I believe so. And knocked him down, and Allen went flying backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Jair's a feisty one. We'll hear from him, actually, next, uh, because when the ball did go in the air, when Allen wasn't on the ground, the results were not real good. Two picks, including, wow, an easy one for the number one draft choice that took points off the board and led to a 16-0 lead at the half. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like the that was like the most concentration I mean, put forward to anything in a couple months, actually. So, I mean, I just had to make sure I secured the bag. Once I secured the bag, you know, I just tried to give Mason some good field position offense, you know, get some points. The is bag? That, yeah, is that a new thing that... I don't know. We'll have to ask Tim We're not that. hip on? I'm calling the ball the bag? The bag? I don't know. Yeah, secure the bag. He got it, that's for sure. Uh, Speaking of points, Aaron Jones, our guest last week, he produced six points, giving the offense a lift again. Oh, yeah, so I think I did uh, my first carry was a long one, uh, explosive. So I feel like I I did. uh, It was already rolling, but I just gave him an extra little spark. Yeah, big spark. That was Flint City. 30-yard dash, 17-yard screen with incredible balance on that play. Keep giving that guy the ball. And then he uh, got pretty good pad level on the uh, three-yard touch against that safety. Poor safety he was. So, yeah. 13-0, 13-0, that's 16-0 at the half. couple more field goals in the second half, and the route was on, right? So why was Aaron Rodgers such a sourpuss after the game? He called the offense terrible. It was as bad as we played on offense with that many yards in a long time. You watched the game. I played it. No, I think a lot of people played really good, but there was no flow to the game. There was a little bit in the first half after that. Nothing. After that, nothing. When pressed made some insinuations about game planning, play calling. Yeah. This isn't the first time that uh, he and the boss have, uh, haven't seen quite eye to eye. There were a couple of columns today in the paper, uh, you know, taking that even a step further, saying it could be poisonous if this thing doesn't get resolved. But yeah, potential rift look, with him and McCarthy, I don't know. I'm going to celebrate knows? my 35th wedding anniversary in another month. And, yeah. uh, you know, it hasn't been all great. It's been really good. Don't get me wrong. But... You know, you're married for 13 years like these two have been together. You're going to have spats. Sure. You're going to kiss and make up. You're going to win games. Everything's fine. They won a game, but I thought Aaron was a little. And here's what bothered me about this, Z. 
is Aaron is a calculating person. Sure, absolutely. He's a very smart guy. We all know that. He knows exactly what he is saying. And there's a message intended in those comments from after that game yesterday. Intended for someone, I'm not sure who, but he got it out there. And McCarthy reacted about, about that today and kind of just poo-pooed it, saying, uh, you know, it's kind of heated the moment. We've had had disagreements, sure, but we're both competitive and fiery. Uh, and I'm not going to get into, you know, refereeing words and things like that. But it just seems to me that the changes made in the offensive structure this year, Joe Philbin back, they changed a lot of the terminology, some of the personnel groupings. McCarthy's a big fan of personnel groupings, okay, Williams a series, right. Montgomery a series, Jones a series. Seems to me Aaron is kind of pushing, say, let's get our best guys out there full time. I want to throw more to Devontae. I want to throw more to Jimmy. I don't want to do check downs to Lance Kendricks if I can avoid it. Yeah, for good reasons. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, and a few of those kinds of things. That's just my sense. Yeah, it, I think a reason why you like Aaron Rodgers so much, not just because he's the best player yeah, on the field good. every week, yeah, no but because he's one of the few athletes in any sport that is going to be honest with the media and he's going to talk and he's going to give you insights. He's not full of cliches. It's very rare for those top guys on teams to actually give you something and just be honest. I, that, that's what I like about him. What I've always liked about him yeah. is he's not afraid to speak his mind because that's what we always I, want I in the want, media, right? I know, but I, yes, it is. But I'm just wondering where he's going yeah. with the way he spoke his mind. Yesterday afternoon. We'll and you have to keep in mind, I mean, this is a sport full of alpha males. Every, <clears throat> yeah, every guy is intense and thinks they're the best, right? And you put all those guys in a locker room right. for 16 weeks over how many years, you're eventually going to butt heads and have disagreements. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens moving forward, shall we? Anyway, back to the last couple of quotes from the locker room. Uh, Clay Matthews got a half sack and not even a quarter of a penalty flag. Hey, <laughs> how about that? Uh, but he said, holding any team in the NFL off the board ain't easy. Those are those are hard to come by. So um, that, I think that really means something. But you got to look at the whole uh, body of work the defense put together today. Um, so I thought we did a great job. And then obviously when they sit back and pass, we brought a number of pressures. Young quarterback, try to take advantage of that. Overall, I thought, I thought it was a great, great uh, defensive effort. I think the league just... Told the referees, forget about this roughing the passer. <laughs> give him stupid stuff. Just there were seven one sacks. There were 11 quarterback hits yeah. by the Packers yeah. and not a single flag. And some of them were hard. And Aaron got hit hard on a couple of times. But, but anyway. it shows you what can happen when you put consistent pressure oh, well, on yeah. an offense. Yeah, no It's kidding. nice. Finally, Mason Crosby. Yeah, three field goals, two from 52. All right, missed PAT. That spoiled his day. But he stayed on the high road, summing up the Packers' first month of 2018. Obviously, we've... Uh... We, we have no issues uh, battling through adversity. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of guys just we just I mean, just never say die. We just keep pushing. Uh, you know, I've had some close games, and uh, like I said, this finally here uh, just played a full four quarters and uh, and got a good win at home. A very good win at home for the pack in the throwback unis. Yeah, you still like those thirty-something uniforms? <laughs> I guess they're selling, but tan pants, yellow hats. Eesh. What? Who are you, Joan Rivers? No. Yeah. N now you're critiquing, critiquing people's style? Uh, you know, I'm tired of the throwbacks. Yeah, I all really right. am. I kind of right. like the white, you know, things they wore on the Thursday night game a year ago better than that. But anyway, all right. good win for the pack. 22 nothing over the Buffalo Bills. All right, when we come back, 
We're going to meet a kid with a lot of confidence and a big-time arm. It's a lot of fun, too. Tim Boyle, our guest. When the fifth quarter returns, we are live in Wausau and Sheboygan. Thanks for tuning in and viewing us on our Midwest Communication website stream. And from the view, you never know what you're going to find any night of the week, are you, Z? Come out on Wednesdays for Singo. Musical bingo every Wednesday from 6 to 9. Double bubble every Monday from 10 a.m. till close. Every other weekday, every other weekday, it's ten to seven. Logan Spicer is going to be playing inside of the Stadium View six to nine tomorrow. He's fantastic. He's very, very good. They got DJ trivia on Thursdays. The Gamblers' home opener is this Friday. Already hockey season, and I know it's not a home game for Packers Lions, but spend it here at the View. You get free shots every Packer touchdown, Bloody Mary bar, and broasted chicken. All right. And that look for, is what's going at Ford Field on Sunday. All right, when we come back, Tim Boyle joins us. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Packers over the Bills, 22-0. Got out of the game relatively clean. Geronimo Allison in the concussion protocol. That's too bad. Uh, and uh, Jair Alexander kind of yanked a groin. Uh, talked to Jair again today. He's feeling a lot better, so hopefully he will be back for the pack when they get ready to take on the Detroit Lions. It's a pleasure to introduce our guest this evening. He is a rookie out of Eastern Kentucky by way of the University of Connecticut. Signed with the Packers in May, and he was just going to be a camp arm. Come on in. <laughs> Throw the ball around a little bit uh, so we don't wear out Rodgers, Hundley, and Kaiser. But lo and behold, this guy's like one of only 50 in the world who was on an NFL roster at the quarterback position, and he earned it, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Tim Boyle to the stadium you and the fifth quarter. Hello, how Tim. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming over, uh, especially, you know, Sunday after the game. I'm out of a guest. I run to the QB corner. I figured Rogers might be busy tonight. So I hit up to Sean, and you you know, he said he was busy, and I'm glad you made it. Thanks for coming over. I think you have a great story. You are one of the true long shots that seized an opportunity that not many saw coming, perhaps other than you and Morgan, who you brought with you tonight. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to my girlfriend. Hi, Morgan. Give her, give her a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. Yeah, so... Uh, How'd you do it? Yeah, so a lot of ups and downs. Uh, like you said, started at uh, UConn for three years and then transferred to EKU. But, you know, by no means, you know, had a, had a great college career. Um, you know, Packers were nice enough to give me a shot. And, you know, I always told myself that I'd make the uh, best of uh, an opportunity. So... I did that, and uh, now I'm learning from one of the best in the game. That's nice. Yeah, that's a bonus for sure. How you kind of realized when you transferred, you're going to slip through some cracks, and did did anybody else come out to Eastern Kentucky to take a look at you? Yeah, there were, talk to there, you? were there were some schools. You know, I think I showed enough potential <laughs> where there were you know teams interested in me, and I had a, I had a list of probably seven eight teams that I thought were going to you know possibly pull the trigger on me, but. You know, until draft day, you don't really know exactly what's going to happen. So, um, you know, the Packers called me and uh, worked out a deal, and I was here, you know, a couple weeks later. So you come here with a two-time MVP. Mm -hmm. You come here with a guy who started seven games as a fourth-round pick. Mm -hmm. And you come here with a guy that they just traded for, giving up a former number one pick. Yep. Uh, that's a big depth chart in front of you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I talked to my agent, my family. You know, it's kind of just a – it's one of those situations where you go – and you control the controllables. You know, you, you come in here, you know, you look at the quarterback situation, and like you said, it's a little overwhelming, you know, as a rookie, undrafted. Um, but, you know, I told myself the reps that I'm going to get, I have to take advantage of. And 
Uh, I thought I did a good job in preseason and learning the offense and, um, you know, things uh, things fell in the right direction for me. But you were also obviously aware that, okay, it is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It is a quarterback-friendly system with a guy who's coached a lot of really good quarterbacks. Uh, this is probably as good a place as any to learn the pro offense, learn the pro game, learn how pretty good quarterbacks do it. Yeah, and Aaron's done a great job of taking the younger guys. When I say younger guys, you know, Brett was obviously a younger yeah. guy as well. Um, but Deshaun and I, I think I think Aaron's um, experience with Favre and, and you know, kind of the, the relationship they had um, molded Aaron to be this guy who's, you know, completely understanding of, you know, the younger guy situations. You know, they understand that, um, you know, we have a lot of learning to do in a short amount of time. And uh, Aaron's been, been great uh, the whole time. So the Packers trade Brett Hundley. Was that kind of the point where you're thinking, eh, this might happen? That's when things got interesting for me. Yeah. Because uh, you don't really know what's going to happen because, you know, it's, the business is so fluid and you really truly don't know what's going to happen because uh, there's really no communication from the front office to the players. Um, but, yeah, that's when things kind of got interesting. And it, you think about it, you know, are they going to keep two quarterbacks? Are they going to put me on P-Squad? You know, what are they going to do? Um, but going back to what I said, I can't really control what, what they decide to do. Um, I can control what, what I do on the field and uh, continue to try to produce, and that's what I did. So three it is, and here you are. Three Welcome aboard yeah. there, Tim Good Boyle. To be here. All right, Matt, what do you got for him? I'm curious. Walk us through getting an agent, that process. Huh. When, when did that start for you? How many are you going through? Who's talking to you? How, how do you decide who you're going to land with? Yeah, so uh, during my fifth year, senior year, uh, I had a couple guys – reach out to me and uh, you kind of uh, politely tell them to you know back off a little bit let me enjoy my senior year of college and then once the year's over with you know I'll reapproach that situation um, so had some relationships with some uh, some agents and uh, you know kind of built a few relationships um, you know it, it obviously comes down you have to pick one but the guy I have right now Dan Smith done a great job um, and it's it, when it comes down to it, it's it's what they can do for you because um, it's this is a business and you know they do I work for him he works for me it's a it's a relationship um, but you know that was probably one of the the weirder uh, transitions that I've had into this because I've never done it before you know tried to reach out to a bunch of teammates that I've had in the past you know how to how to approach it but um, for me it was actually pretty smooth but you know it's just all about trust and, and trying to build a relationship were there some agents after you politely asked them to kind of leave you alone that didn't leave you alone? They no, were just no. they were all pretty respectful. Yeah, and, and I think honestly the fact that I wasn't, you know, a highly rated guy coming sure. out helped me out because I think the higher rated guys um, you know, kind of attack the the <laughs> the college player because they want to be a part of his success and they want his money. You know, that's what it, what it comes down to. I mean, it's they represent us. Um, but you know, I had probably three or four agents, and they were kind of, you know, lower-name guys, which is completely fine. And, you know, they have a couple guys in the league, but I think the fact that I was uh, a lower-level uh, guy, they kind of, you know, respected what I asked. Where were you when you decided Packers? I didn't decide. They, they decided for me. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you still had to say yes when yeah, the phone rang. You still have to say yeah, yes. Yeah. So. Um, what was that day like? So that was day three of the draft. So that was the last the last couple of rounds of the draft. Um, it was midway through the seventh round, um, and I got a call from one of the uh, one of the scouts saying, "Hey, we want to try to get a deal done." And my agent was talking to him, trying to get the deal figured out. And then uh, 
right before the draft was about to end, you know, I kind of, you know, he looked at me and said, you're going to be a Green Bay Packer. And I was like, this is awesome, man. I mean, this is, <laughs> I mean you think about it, you know, as a little kid, you want to be in the NFL, right? And, and people look at you, like, all right, yeah, you know, go be in the NFL. And the older you get, you know, you're, you want to be in the NFL, like, you sure? Um, but just the fact that I persevered and I, you know, I came through those through those downs and I continued to uh, to work at my craft and it paid off. And like you guys, I mean, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's, you know, I, I remember watching Aaron when I was in uh, middle school. Oh, Lord, he got, he got he got he was drafted when I was uh, nine years old. I'm not going to tell you what quarterbacks I was watching in yeah. middle school. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you just Tim won't know any of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, star, I, mean, I think I you might. know. But yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. you just think about it and and my ride here um, and just how blessed I am to have the opportunity to be. I mean, I really didn't know a whole lot about the Green Bay Pack. I mean, I knew about the tradition, the history, but I mean, the fans, Lambo. I mean, it's it's all amazing. Who were you with when? That day, I was, with, was I was made. with my agent and a couple of his buddies who were helping out. Who uh, we were all kind of in a hotel room watching the draft, seeing how things were going to play out. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I had a, uh, a house full of people waiting for me, um, so I drove back probably 20 minutes, and I held the news from him. And then I uh, went on my back porch there and uh, made a big announcement, and everyone went crazy. Who nice. gave you the biggest hug? <laughs> Nancy Boyle, my mom. Yeah. Oh, good for mom, good for mom. <laughs> All right, so you get here, but that's just the start. Uh, you know, how hard was it not to be overwhelmed by, you know, plopping this playbook down and this language and then going out and executing it? And it didn't take long, Tim, for me to realize your arm's fantastic. Okay, there's Thank nothing you. wrong with that Thank at you. all. Uh, but playing the position is quite another matter. But the more we watch... The more everyone, I think, you know, watching every day at camp was going, geez, Louise, how did nobody else see this? Yeah, and I, I like the fact that I was kind of under the radar and, you know, the Packers, you know, got a quarterback, like you said, probably went into it thinking they were going to get a camp arm, and I came in here and I impressed some people, which is always the plan. But, yeah, it's uh, – like you said, the playbook, I mean, you don't really know until you see it for the first time and you try to read through it and it's – just so you guys know, it's a pretty complex offense, and Aaron. Yeah, I think it's. Okay. I mean, the fact. I mean, Aaron's obviously this is his 14th year. He's been in the same offense for you know 13 years, so it's pretty much like reading the same book over and over. So you guys can figure out how that goes. That's why he's so dynamic and so smart in the offense. But um, truthfully, I was swimming um, probably a good month before preseason. I was, you know, I was struggling, uh, and my girlfriend can attest to this that. I'd be uh, at the hotels late night, just on my iPad, going through it. Thirty-six to, Jet Razor, four goals, seven slot. <laughs> Come on, Morgan, help me out. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, uh, you have to learn how to, um, you know, prioritize certain things in your life because now this is not just a hobby. This is this is my job. I'm getting paid for it. But um, like you said, it's just it's getting reps. It's getting comfortable with the system. And uh, as as training camp progressed and has the preseason uh, progressed, I got more and more comfortable. And now it's it's uh, it's like the back of my and head. And you got a lot of snaps in the preseason. I did. I'm I'm lucky because yeah. a lot of a lot of guys said that uh, four string quarterbacks don't really get a whole lot of reps. They don't. So, um, you know, like and it goes back to I, I wasn't anticipating getting a lot of reps. So I, I told myself when I'm in there, yeah, I have because you knew the, the number two thing had to be settled. Yeah, one way or the other. So. Yeah, and I, I, there was a part in, in my mind too, where are they going to keep Deshaun and Brett and boot me? So it's kind of it, it's one of those weird things 
where it's, you know, you're fighting for a job and any moment they can say, you know, see you later. Nice Thanks kid. for coming. Yeah, nice kid. Yeah. You, you mentioned you were swimming with the playbook. How do you process it? How do you learn it? I mean, yeah. is someone helping you say, hey, on this, if there's this coverage on this play, what are you going to be doing? I mean, how, how do you run through that playbook? Yeah, so uh, my five years in college, I had four different offensive coordinators. Oh, that so I was I was in four different offenses in college which help tremendously. Um, I think the biggest thing that you learn as you are in different offenses is the tr uh, the, the verbiage changes. Um, so obviously the higher up you get, you know, high school, college, the pros, they put a lot more on the quarterback's plate. Um, so I think the challenge for me was trying to digest the verbiage that they gave me and turn it into the knowledge that I previously had in my mind. And then all the checks and all the different alarms and the plays on plays on plays that you can run, um, I had to kind of really dive into those and understand why we're calling certain plays. But um, just from a verbiage standpoint, just trying to spit some of these words out fast, you know, you have to hear it in your helmet one time. And you have to, and the biggest thing is you have to picture it. Because once you picture it in your head, you can confidently walk into the huddle and you can, you know, tell your other 10 guys what the play is. But, you know, when, when the offense coordinator puts it in your helmet one time and you're, you know, you're thinking about what the formation is or the protection or the run, you have to go back in the huddle and you have to spit it back out. It's, <laughs> it's challenging. You know, it's, you know, it's like me telling you a, a 15 word sentence one time and you got to memorize it and spit it back out to a bunch of, you know, 10 guys looking at you. So it's, it's challenging. I would imagine. Um, you gotta yeah, be, the first time you hear it, you're probably blubbering yeah, like it, a it, drunk it, trying to tell you, guy, blah, 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 this yeah, is it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where the whole, like, the stereotype of rookies, like rookie yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, it's 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 so real. You, and so you could feel for Josh a little bit yesterday. Yeah, and no, what he had yeah, to go through. Yeah. There's no question about that. We're yeah. gonna take a break. When we come back, more with Tim Boyle. Don't go away. The fifth quarter returns to the stadium view right after this. We now return you to the fifth quarter live from the stadium view bar and grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back. Tim Boyle, our guest tonight, getting an education on how a rookie quarterback finds his way into the National Football League. But we're going to take a break for just a moment to play the hot play of the day. You know how this works. Our friends from Robinson have a prize for you tonight if you can guess the hot play of the day from yesterday's ball game. If you are correct, you'll take home the prize and also get qualified for the grand prize at the end of the year, a pair of indoor club seats to the Packers v. Lions rematch round one coming up on Sunday. All right, Z, who do we got in there for the hot Phil play? Phil is up first. Phil, what's your guess? What's the hot uh, play? Graham's touchdown. Hot play gave the Pack all the points they would need, Bill. You're right. Let's hear it. Out of the shotgun. Fakes the handoff to Montgomery. Ducks it over to Jimmy Graham. Left side of the pylon. Touchdown. In the north end zone, and Jimmy Graham enjoys a Lambeau leap. They beat Raphael Bush and Ryan Lewis. Well-designed play. Three-yard touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. And Wayne, part of the design was a beautiful rub, shall we call it. Rub from Geronimo Allison. That was more than a rub. Yeah. I tweeted out, Jimmy Graham hasn't seen a pick and roll like that since he was playing hoops at the U in Miami. I mean, that thing was a clear get-in-the-way pick. But Graham on a second touchdown catches a Packer. Ooh, but this was the first one that counted. I didn't celebrate uh, you know, probably as long as I did the last one just in case because I was exhausted last time. But, um, um, you know, for this one to count, it feels good. You know, that first one taking away is pretty tough. Yeah. He'll get over it. That's 70 for his career for Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he's a pretty good player in the I NFL. I think he's a pretty good player. He's had a nice career. I think he's had a yeah. good run. It won't be nice the last. Nice addition. Anyway, congrats, Bill. You're in. We'll do the Coldplay a little bit later on. 
Tim, what did you think of how the offense functioned or misfunctioned or whatever? It was so many yards, 11-19 on third downs. Time of possession was whoppingly out of whack. 140-plus rushing. 22 points. Got Aaron a little ruffled. Yeah, and Aaron's so competitive. Well, I, I understand that. That's yeah, why, we know yeah, that. That's why, you, that's why you see Aaron kind of down at the end of the game. But, you know, win's a win. You know, especially in the NFL, it's hard to win a, it's hard to win a game in the NFL. But um, I think Aaron said it best. We just couldn't find a rhythm. You know, 22 points um, for our offense, I think he he believes is unacceptable. You know, Five like, drops didn't help. Yeah. And it's, uh, there were those. But the running game, it it's coming. Yeah, I think the I think what's in Aaron's mind is he's thinking, you know, when we play a, a really good team down the road late in the year, you know, when there are some, you know, some bumps and bruises. It's not going to be late in the year. That's yeah, yeah. 22, 22 yeah. points um, with that amount of yards and, and as much talent we have on offense and defense, um, you know, 22 points, I don't think it's going to cut it. All right. Randall did go with the hamstring injury. Nope. Uh, he said he could not run full speed. I talked to Randall today, and uh, that happened late in the week. That hurt. Geronimo leaves with a concussion. All of a sudden, more young kids. Marquez in the ball game. Jamon Moore in the ball game. It's just kind of that's part of the whole. We need the rhythm. Yeah, thing. It's, it's football. Next man up mentality, yeah. and it's uh, you know we all we all know the offense well enough, but it's just it's getting on the same page with Aaron. And I think the biggest thing is Aaron's Aaron's all about trust out there on the field. You have to be at the right place at the right time. And I think that's where the three rookie receivers need to continue to improve. Perfect example of that was Marquez. Uh, that fourth and three pass took it a little deep when yep. the coverage was tight because they knew it was only fourth and three. Yep. Didn't flatten it out just quite enough to Aaron's liking, and he let him know. Yep. But came back later in the game and over the top. Great stutter move. Yep. Gets him open for yep. 38. All three of those guys are very Trust tight. building. Yep. We hear a lot about that. Yep. There's something to that. Talk about that with a quarterback. And you were in college, you had to do it with a new group of receivers all the time. Yeah, it's huge. It's, uh, you know, that's, those are our best friends, other than the offensive linemen, yeah. obviously. But, you know, those, those are the guys who uh, who make the plays for us. So it's uh, it's all about trust, timing, um, you know, kind of understanding how, how they move in and out of breaks because every single guy's different. You know, you have Randall, who's a little more shifty. Uh, a little quicker, and then you have a guy like you know Gmo, um, who's a little longer, not as quick out of his breaks. You have to understand, you know, if you have this route with this guy, you have to put it a little different. So it's all a matter of trust, timing, and uh, that's that's huge with Aaron. So I just wanted to ask you about you are a rookie, Josh Allen's a rookie, Darnold's playing, Mayfield's playing, Rosen's playing. They're all playing a lot uh, right now. Um, just from your experience of you know the preseason action and what. Allen was experiencing about, we talked about it at the top, he is seeing formations defensively that he probably hadn't seen a whole lot on film. I know Mike Pettin dialed up a lot of new things. The, the whole processing of that information and trying to run the play, it just doesn't happen as fast for a guy who's processing that information, and that's yeah. what happens to him. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Going from college to the NFL and trying to start at quarterback position is challenging. Possible, yeah. It has to be a very quarterback-friendly system. You know, I think uh, – I don't think any other teams will admit it, but I think a lot of the offense kind of – I wouldn't say dumbs down, but it gets a little more condensed when you have a rookie quarterback just to take a little bit off his plate. But, um, you know, Josh, all the all the quarterbacks, you know, all the rookie quarterbacks are doing a great job, but it's – like you said, it, it is challenging. And it, I'm speaking from experience from preseason games. I mean, it's challenging to play in the NFL to, you know, like I said – 
look look your other 10 guys in the huddle, look them in the eye and say, you know, this is the play, go out there, see the defense, try to execute the play under a, a good defense. I mean, when you have a, uh, a defense who shuts out a team for the first time in eight years, yeah, I mean, that's... We're playing some good Very hard to do, today. no question yeah. about it. Only yeah. the second this year in the NFL. See? Grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, right? Yes. What's your first football memory from growing up? Ooh. Um, grew up a UConn fan. Uh, remember going to UConn games uh, with my with my parents. Um, so I think that's that's the best, you know, kind of the, the early 2000s, going to uh, Rensselaer Field and watching the Huskies play. Your dad was an athlete, right? He, he played, played football? He played football um, for a year in college, but he was a big wrestler. Big wrestler? Big really? Wrestler. Your yeah. sister, Rose Crew, or Road Crew in college? Older sister went to Iona in New York, and uh, yep, did crew. Any other siblings? Little sister uh, is a sophomore at Fordham. Okay. Uh, you and your older sister, uh, sibling rivalry there sports-wise? Always competitions with you? You two see so was better at everything you did? Yeah, yeah. She's 17 months older than me, so we're pretty close. Um, but, you know, I think we hit that age where I was starting to get a little bigger than her, and, you know, she was, she was pushing me around a little bit and beating <laughs> up on me. But we hit that age where I was starting to get a little bigger, um, and she backed off a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's all healthy. It's all um, supportive. Um, and uh, yeah, they were they were both very athletic, um, but decided to kind of you know crew. Um, she she did a good job. She uh, she was a part of a talented team at Iona, and my little sister was a was a great volleyball player, but decided to kind of just be um, a regular student, kind of focus on her studies. So, how'd you decide on Connecticut? Obviously, grew up a Connecticut fan. That must have been a dream for you to play college ball for them. Yeah, I actually wanted no part of UConn. My recruiting oh, really? process. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought it was a little too close to home. So, uh, how'd you end up there then? Yeah, originally was gonna commit to Florida. Um, okay. The Gators decided uh, they decided that you know they wanted to wait on another player and see what they were gonna do. So uh, moved on to Notre Dame. So I, I always tease uh, Deshaun that I could have been his teammate. <laughs> um, so Notre Dame, you know, things didn't shake out, and then I committed to BC actually. So I was committed to BC my my senior year of high school. Ooh, a Hasselbeck. Yeah, a lot of good quarterbacks, Matt yeah. Ryan, all those no guys. No kidding. Um, and then uh, four weeks before signing day, the head coach gets fired. Uh, the new coach comes in and you know says, you know, we still want you to come to BC, um, but if you want to look around to see, you know, other schools, we'll we'll allow that. So um, looked at UConn, Pitt, and uh, Oregon. Was Paul Christ at Pitt? He was. Yeah? Yeah, he was. And uh, Marcus Mariota was still at Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are some unusual hurdles. You know, yeah. you talked about the yeah. last-minute coaching change, all the coordinators. Just yep. what a choppy road. It's not been, all right, we're going to go through the four years at this place, yep. get drafted, yep. everything else. And I think that made me, you know, a stronger person on and off the field. You know, it's obviously challenging having as many coaches as I had, trying to get in a rhythm with a coach and an offense. But um, I think looking back, it will it has helped me, definitely from a from a knowledge standpoint of the game and just, um, you know, just a way of, of persevering. Yeah, and a competitive – it's not unlike Rodgers, who was overlooked every step of the way, mm -hmm. going from Butte, yep. going to Cal. Yeah, definitely a chip in my shoulder. 24th pick. Yeah, it's there. I can yeah. see it. <laughs> I can see it. Tim Boyle, our guest tonight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to – the Motor City Kitties and the Detroit Lions and the rest of the NFL Weekend News. Don't go away. More of the fifth quarter right after this timeout. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, 
Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tim Boyle on for one more segment. But before we get back to Timothy, we got to get a cold play from the game yesterday. We already have a hot play winner. Robinson's wants a cold play prize winner tonight. First one up, what's your <laughs> guess? Cold. I've had Is one for a Aaron week. Aaron Rodgers interception. The Aaron Rodgers interception? Or was that a Jimmy Graham interception? Ooh. Yeah. The great debate. <clears throat> a little behind him. No, that wasn't it. Sorry, Gene. Okay. A little behind him, ball up in the air. 150 attempts in a row up until that one. So uh, maybe that got him a little on the surly side. What's your guess? The sack fumble on Rodgers? The sack fumble again? No, that was more Ooh. on the offensive tackle than on Aaron Rodgers. You never saw him coming. The fact that Aaron won't share his scotch with anybody else but himself? Possibly. Is that the cold point? I want to reveal his brand. I, I want. Do you know what his favorite scotch brand is? Everything. I make no bones about it. I'm a tourist <laughs> guy myself. Everything. But... What? Everything. Everything? Okay, Tries a little bit of everything. All right. What's your guess? Crosby's uh, missed extra point. You know what? The hot and the cold play came back to back yeah. this week. Not much chili in a 22 nothing shutout, but we found one. Yep. After Jimmy Graham's touchdown, our hot play came Mason's extra point that clanked off cold metal. I don't know. I mean, I just, I just opened up a little bit. Uh, you know, just kind of a goofy one where... Uh, They'll just knock those through all the time, you know, and uh, that one just kind of just, you know, started off a little right, and uh, unfortunately, uh, wind was blowing a little left to right there, and I uh, just stayed over. Kind of picky, but anyway, who's their winner? Bonnie. Bonnie, way to go. You're in. Yeah, poor Mason. He was good the rest of the day. No question about that, but we had to come up with something, and that was our cold play of the day. Back-to-back -back snaps. That doesn't happen very often. All right, now to the Detroit Lions, back in the division. Um, what's the process for you, Tim, in a typical – meeting week uh you kind of just recharge today i know you're off tomorrow but i'm sure you guys are all in anyway you go to the building regardless yeah. and uh, and off you go deshaun and i have a big day tuesdays that's when we break down our opponent um and we uh we actually create a uh a presentation for aaron uh, really that we we present to him on wednesday try to make it funny um you know i get some fun facts about the area that we're playing um you know we kind of find a funny picture of, of one of the of either aaron our quarterback coach someone and kind of um you know a little segment of uh, you know please explain the picture that's funny um, but yeah we just kind of have a little presentation of the the defensive backs you know you know what to expect how to play them um but yeah i mean it's the week is all about uh it's all about number 12 you know it's um, aaron does have a sense of humor that not a lot of people i mean he's very dry he's very witty but does he I mean, is he a guffaw, knee-slapping kind of guy at times, too? No. He, he, uh, he's more subtle? He's subtle. You, Depends on how much scotch. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Life of the party. every. <laughs> Aaron's a funny guy, but it's, like you said, it's, it's dry. It's very dry. And it's, uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen The Office. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like that humor. It's kind of. Just off a it's little. It's funny, but you have to understand the context of what he's doing and. It's just you have to know and be around him for a little bit to understand his humor. But it's it's fun. He's a fun guy. But I'm sure you've got plenty of material to come up with these kinds of things, though. I mean, his photobombing is legendary. It is lovely. With the captains every Sunday. I don't know if you notice that, but uh, every uh, Sunday the captains have their picture taken before they go out for the coin toss. And then I would think every single picture, since he was on this roster, Rogers photobombs it. Stands behind him, does one of these, does one of these. 
He's legendary with that. Yeah, he told uh, he told Deshaun and I that it's uh, it's a regular thing for us now. So Deshaun and I, I don't know if you guys checked out the last one, but Deshaun, <laughs> he's he's doing a weird pose. You guys can check it out. But uh, the reason behind it, he thought he was in the picture too much, so he leaned out of it. All and, right. Uh, that's why he's in the shape Aha. of almost a banana. Funny. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny. <laughs> if you weren't in the NFL, what would you be doing? I would love to say coaching because I love football, um, but um, I think my next job after football, I want to be an athletic director. I want to stay in sports. Um, it's always been great to me. Uh, I wouldn't work a day in my life if I was around sports. So um, uh, probably 5% of me would probably tell you I'd be a golfer. <laughs> All right. I love golf. I it's, do too. Uh, it's a fun time. Um, and the, the, the few years I've been playing it, I've gotten pretty good. So Let's tee it uh, up. I love to play. Yeah, let's do it. I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who were your favorite players any sport growing up? Um, growing up in Connecticut, I was, a, I was a New England Patriots fan, so Tom Brady. Well, you're talking to another one right now. Yeah, it's he true. over I'm, the top I am, yeah. Patriot fan. Yeah. Big time. Well, I'm a, I'm a Packer fan now. Well, of course. Uh, but, but growing up, yeah, I was, a, I was a, obviously a diehard Patriots fan. You know, growing up, Tom Brady – um, you know, Randy Moss, you know, had a, had a great career there. And uh, I think another quarterback you look at um, was Peyton Manning. You know, obviously, cliche saying, but. Uh, and know. a great rivalry with him and Tom, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the, the older I got, um, the more I appreciated Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's uh, I, I want to remember the last probably four or five years. I remember watching his throws and his mechanics and just seeing how he operates in the pocket and really being like. That's that's like unhuman, really. Sometimes, so he's being around it and seeing it in person. It's it's ten times better than I even thought. Did you go to a bunch of games, Patriots or Red Sox? Yeah, I tried to go to one one Patriots game uh, a year, but uh, I'm actually not a Red Sox fan. Ah. I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, he so. looks south Whoa. rather yeah. than north. Wow, from Connecticut. Yeah. My mom is from Massachusetts, so I got the uh, the Patriots, and my dad is from uh, Northern Jersey, so I got the the, the Yankees in me. Wow. Yeah. All right. Speaking of baseball, how, how does that work between your mom and your dad? It's actually it's it's a common thing in Connecticut because you have you know you have New York City two and a half two and a half hours away. Yeah. You have Boston two and a half hours away. So the whole the whole state of Connecticut is split. Um, but no, it's all love. It's all love. You know, my my parents are uh, happily married and they don't let sports <laughs> get between them. Speaking <laughs> of baseball, you're Donnie the crew. We didn't even mention it. Congratulations, Milwaukee yes. Brewers, the best yeah. team in the National League. It's interesting. Three to one over the Cubs today in their 163rd. The, pack, the Packers awesome. put up 22 points, shut out the Bills. Christian Yelich, your National League MVP, wears number 22. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think it makes he sense. He will be your National League yes. MVP. Fantastic. Absolutely. Then your Yanks get the A's on what Wednesday night? Wednesday. At uh, that's at New York, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's New yeah. York. All right, we wish him well. And Tim, we wish you well. Uh, fantastic guest tonight. Great insight and stories on what it takes uh, to take the road you had to take uh, to get here to Green Bay. And uh, we're talking during the break. Not a bad place to live. Love it here. Cost of living's great. It is. Fans love you. No matter what number you wear, where you're from, doesn't matter. You work at the mecca of professional football. Not bad living. Not a bad living. All right. Enjoy the living. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Boyle joining us tonight. We're going to take a break. Wrap things up in a minute. Don't go away. Fifth quarter. Heads to the finish line right after this timeout. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Woo. What in the name of Sid Luckman is going on in Chicago? 
Mitch Trubisky, six no. TDs, 48-10. Bears? Tampa's defense isn't any good. Three and one. Bears? Only Sid Luckman has thrown more in a game for Chicago. Seven, which is the NFL record, by the way. Mitch looked good. Lions walked up by, how about them Cowboys? And they are one and three under Matt Patricia. They are going to be an angry bunch of Lions. Do not pull the thorn out of the paw Sunday Packers. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the Patriots dominated, uh, got dominated by the Lions. Yeah. And the Lions don't look so good against the Cowboys. They're there right towards the end, but had a lot of mistakes. What team are you going to get? Maybe a classic letdown against the Cowboys? But I No. Big rivalry. So. Yeah, big this rivalry. is a big one. This is a very large game for the Packers. Uh, a real chance to kind of get a strengthening position here in this division race. Vikings are down yep. to two losses after what happened to them out in L.A. And the Packers got to go there, not too far down the road either. So, big weekend coming up for the Pack. We'll cover it all, obviously, so stick around for that. But before we go with the Pack away, you get to play at the Packer Pro Shop. Got a nice little gift card from our friends at Robinson's we're going to give away. And stick around. we got some more door prizes when we go off the air tonight. Who's our winner? Cheryl Van. Cheryl's going shopping. Congratulations. All right, Z. Have That's a good it. week. Yes. Thanks again to Tim Boyle. Thank you for all coming out. We'll see you next Monday night after the Packers take on the Lions in Detroit. Until then, this is Mark Daniels saying so long, everybody.